All right. We are live, good sir. Fantastic. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and JP, to episode 80 of No Bucks Given right here on the Horny Goat YouTube channel and the Horny Goat Podcasting Network, wherever you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting uh, uh, well, platforms, because I have no other way to finish that fucking sentence. Uh, this is a show where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world that we want to see fit, and it's just a cool, fun hangout for you, me, and everybody here with us. We got pretty much the entire uh, Horny Goat crew this fine evening. You guys know me, I am Conan. Joining with me, I got the power couple, JP and Heather, and of course, everyone's favorite bear from upstairs, Canadian Basement. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing this fine evening? Like, we haven't been hanging out four days in a fucking row. I am here. No, you're there. <laughs> I am. Heather kicked me out, so I don't know if you keep calling power couple. He's living no, on I'm the streets kidding. now. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Living on the streets. Fuck this place. Surprise, motherfucker. Fuck this <laughs> place. It is a hellhole. Oh, it's great? Oh, it's, 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 it's... This is where people should go. You know that island basement's always talking about, and we should just put the people on. This is that island. This is that island. (laughs) This is that island. This is this place. I literally seen six crackheads. (laughs) Missed it earlier when when you said that basement was hopping on. I'm like, there's seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I. I literally seen six crack six crackheads and a, 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 a homeless person. I think that he was on some drugs dancing down the middle that was me. of the interstate. Dancing down the middle of the interstate. I'm not shitting you. Maybe was a, if I had if TikTok. If, if, I, if I was God. not driving, I would have taken a picture. If I wasn't running him over, I would have taken a picture. I would have taken. I thought you were going to say like I'd help him out or I'd call the cops or something. Or like I would have taken a picture. I would have taken a selfie. It is. It is. It is. And then I get down here. I turn on the fucking TV. We got a tropical storm on the fucking way. So I don't know if I'm getting out of here by fucking Thursday or not. Now you're going to live in Atlanta, man. man. Just got to live in picturing him. I'm just picturing him flying through the tornado. Why is it that when I go on these trips, I, 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 I never ask Heather. I didn't shut up for two hours. I talked the entire time. (laughs) I, this, uh, this trip down here was worse than the trip back from DC. I would love if like, we took this moment, fast forward until Thursday, and he's the guy dancing in the middle of the fucking interstate. <laughs> You're wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, it's me, motherfucker. You want to know how I got here? I finally hey. embraced Atlanta. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah, I'm not, I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be saying that too much tonight. Well, it'll probably happen when we start our conversations oh yeah we got wonderful people joining us in the chizad as well we got alpha we got uh jergen movie uh we got joe compton always a pleasure to see y'all in the chat appreciate it and you can hit that thumbs up subscribe and um listen to your thoughts on the stuff we're gonna be talking about this fine evening which i just realized was all pretty depressing yeah yeah it's all fucking depressing shit so <laughs> shouldn't be laughing it is yeah. it is but I'm not gonna. What happened is depressing, but I, I, 
I don't give a shit about Bray Wyatt. Sorry, I I just don't care. I didn't care about him before. I'm not. Oh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> but Terry Funk, on the other hand, I grew up watching him. He he he. I hate how people. Oh, he was a hardcore legend. Little do people know. He was one of the best. If he wouldn't have been in the generation that he was, I think he probably would have been one of the top five guys in the wrestling business. Period. But everybody go. wanted to see him fucking change. Not very many people knew him. They chainsaw Charlie thing. Everybody thought he did nothing but hardcore. He's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Had a two-year run with that title. People don't. People think that he was just this fucking. Hey, I'm gonna fucking take a chainsaw and chop somebody's head off with it. You know, he was a really good worker. Um, <laughs> the gift is perfect for what he's saying. The feuds between him and Ric Flair were great. <laughs> um, Bray Wyatt, although tragic. We have we didn't get enough of him. I can't say that he is. I yes, he has tragic. Mind. I think that's the more tragic thing. Like you look at like at a young age. Yeah, yeah. the, the so, age is the big problem so, there. So obviously, um, spoilers. Uh, the first thing I guess we'll just knock off right off the bat here is. I don't want to uh, show this for too long because I know they're gonna fucking copyright us. Oh yeah, goddamn yeah! Don't forget that. You know. Um, I believe that we have to be careful of that crap now. Um, so. We're obviously all wrestling fans, in case you can't tell, from either HGGM mode, HDW, or just all the time we, we ever have a chance to talk about anything going big on in the world. Pro wrestling, it's how we got together. It's how we bonded. And we lost uh, two pretty monumental names back-to-back uh, -back this week, uh, one on Wednesday and one on Thursday. We'll start with Funk first, because Funk's was... Um, you know, a, a little bit more, I hate to say expected, but was the case. He was 79. I know that there was some talk that he was dealing with, I think, a form of dementia or that was at least thrown out there. Uh, but he was at least... He was in an assisted living home. I do know that. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was still, still mm -hmm. the case or whatnot. But um, but obviously, Funk is... Um, that This one hits a little bit harder as far as like the bigger legends because it's kind of like a little closer to our generation because of his like jp said his involvement with ecw and other stuff but um man i got a lot of memories about funk but first i'll open the floor to the rest of you guys again i'm sorry just again terry funk one of the best to ever do it great teacher great mind great promo he had it all i just wish he would have been younger <laughs> because people probably would have seen him. You know I mean, what though? He he existed during the right era, I think, honestly. Like well, yeah, well yes, yes, but could you imagine him in this era? I don't I think I it could. would have been any, as good. I think I, I actually do. enjoyed like, I do. he did have his early career like as an actual wrestler, <clears throat> not as like what he kind of became, which is a hardcore sideshow. Even though he was really good at doing that, he was like an actual wrestler. Like you look at some of the old pictures of fucking Terry Funk, and he's built like a brick shit house. Right? Well, him like, and his brother, man, they could they could twist you into a fucking pretzel mm -hmm. and 
It didn't like Hulk Hogan. It would have twisted can, can him just, into a fucking press. Can I just Go say ahead. that Funk without the beard mustache combo is a little fucking trippy? It is. You see the old stuff of him and like him clean shaven is just really. It's not good. Uh, I get serial killer vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. He looks like he's part of the fucking Sawyer family. That's what you got with a lot of them back then. I mean, I we, we I was laying in bed watching some of the older Mid South wrestling with JP the other day and seeing Ted DiBiase without a beard. Just like, yeah, same thing. Yep. No, you needed the beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. I seen I seen Shawn Michaels debut. I just watched that the other night or last night actually. He wrestled Buddy Landell. I, AWA. No. Mid South. Mid South. Oh, That's, That's where he started. That was, it wasn't uh... an AWA. <sighs> Oh, I, I will say with Terry Funk, um, I think he he existed during the right era because he he had to have like two kind of leases on life in terms of wrestling content. He was there like when wrestling was more like mat based, more actual grappling and, and striking. And mm-hmm. when the when the hardcore angle went went off, he was one of the pioneers that went off with it. So he did have those. He had basically had two very strong runs in wrestling. And the, the one thing I'll say is. You have to respect somebody like that because they're someone that's business first all the time. You know Terry Funk would have done anything for the fan base and for the well, what wrestling was because he right. did. CW. Terry Funk was that guy. The ECW, like the first pay-per-view they did, without Terry Funk, I don't think ECW would have worked. Again, big a yeah. uh, big uh, pillar of ECW's um, beginning, and even like uh, throughout, he he was peppered in, but he was everywhere. Terry Funk, yeah, like it, the exposure he had just by being in like every fucking promotion known to mankind at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Heather? Any thoughts? Yeah, it's just you guys bringing up ECW. It's always going to bring up my favorite memory of him and Mick Foley in the ring, and. Him telling McFoley, ask the audience for a chair. And McFoley does that. And the chair is just if you... and then down in the bottom corner of the screen, you see Terry all of a sudden just going. <laughs> if you and, and Cody, if you have Peacock, go back, find Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. Some of the great it's a great match. I mean, Ric Flair is the champion. This is like right when Terry Funk was getting ready to leave WCW, but really good. I mean, this guy could work, man. Ric Flair even said one of the – and Ric Flair says this about everybody because it's probably true. If Ric Flair says that he's one of the best workers he's ever worked with, it's probably fucking true. So I have a, a bunch of memories of, of Funkers. Some of them, some of them have already been mentioned here on the on the on the show here. And uh, my my like the 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 flare match is one of my personal favorites. The I quit, and I think I talked about this on one of the streams before. Where what happened was like, and I can't remember what the match was, but it was Flair versus somebody for the title. Funk was a judge mm-hmm. for one of the matches, and Funk made some I guess offhanded comment about like, oh, I'll fight you next for the world title and then he gets in the ring with him he's congratulating flair and he's kind of like he's like i was just kidding about the match i i i don't want to fight you but you know congratulations yeah. and he fucking like decked him and then he pile drives him through a table <laughs> i'm yeah, like Terry, this is fantastic Terry Funk is a great 
He's, Middle aged and good. crazy. He was good at what he did. Um, I, I mentioned another one. They did like a, a documentary with ECW alumni, and they did word association with with superstars. And Joey Styles said Terry Funk. He's like crazy. That that can't fucking be an act. He's just in fucking insane. But yeah. um, but to the point of of you know going it over to ECW. That's a lot of other memories I remember. Uh, the chair part that Heather mentioned, that was, that which I absolutely love. Yeah, I love that one. The chair um, with him and Mick Foley when he asked for the chair, and everybody just decided yep. to throw chairs in, and the one um, hits him, and he fucking just goes rigid. That fucking shit was great. I remember the barbed yeah. wire matches that he had. I, that was that was the other one. That I've I've seen the I think it was the only barbed wire match they ever had in ECW, and it was it was him versus Sabu, and that shit was pretty rough, especially with some of the positions they ended up in. Is that the one where he uh, tore his bicep, uh, Sabu? Yes. yes, that's the one where he had super glue. He yeah. super glued his bicep together. Don't get any ideas over there, GM of ECW. Um, Sabu. But, uh, he was <laughs> he was. <laughs> He was the only veteran around that time that really gave back to that generation through ECW. Like you go back and you look at 93 through like 96, nobody else is really doing that kind of stuff. And Funk was one of the ones like, ah, let me do something with him and him. And he had some great, I think you could just great rivalries in ECW. I think you can also tell with uh, him. He's probably like, I would bet money, never met the man, but I would have met money that have met money. I would have bet money that he was uh, genuinely, really, I can't speak genuine, genuinely <laughs> really nice there guy. Go. There we go. Oh yeah. That, that has been confirmed by <laughs> countless fans who have met him and just took pictures with him and you know, put it up on social media. He is the guy, he is one of those legends and, old time locker room guys that will have no problem to sit down with you and tell you any story you wanted to hear of back in the day. So I was, I was listening to Jim Cornette and Jim Cornette was telling stories about it today on the flight. And he was talking about how his body was wearing down in like 97, like his, like his, the end of his, uh, being the guy or whatever you know what i mean and he would say that he would come in walking with a cane and fucking bent over and he couldn't yeah i think i've seen this normally on flights because of his tailbone and as soon as it was time for him to go out all of that went away and he put on a banger like he like the, the 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 gift that you've seen is one of those where he would fucking do a stupidly guy fucking had blatant disregard for his body. Yeah, I think he realizes like fuck it, for a I'm bit. fucking gonna die soon anyway. Fuck it, I'm just gonna do what I can. But it, he would do a, a moonsault. He did a moonsault and hit the cage and fucking. How he didn't break his fucking leg, I do I, not fucking know. By the way, some of Terry Funk's promos remind me of JP. Yeah, the gift he has there with Mark Henry. <laughs> how he didn't break his knee. He landed on his hip, it looks like. It looks bad, is all I know. No, he, bounced yeah. his, he bounced his knee off of the top of the railing. Look, bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at his hip, his hip definitely makes contact With the front there. of the cage, yeah. Right. It's out. He's it's fucked. All it's all out. He was the one, the the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker and and he got choke slammed out of his one, shoes. He told, yeah, that was amazing. He told Mick Foley, "You don't need to do this anymore." There's actually you're a already, great. You already proved your point. And there's, 
there's a great moment during that, right? It would, I can't remember yes. if it was on Beyond the Mat or if it was actually during the pay per view. I think it was during the pay per view. Well, they've probably covered yeah. it on Beyond the Mat because. Well, they, either way, it was a beautiful camera angle because it's it's from like let's say you're standing behind Terry Funk in the in the pilot, in the group of people, right, watching this, and it's the funniest shit. I feel bad laughing about it, but it's when mankind gets choke slammed through the through the 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 roof. And you just see you just see Terry Funk throw his hat down really angrily. Like a big yeah. well, I don't know if, why. It's like he's fucking did, dead. He's like, God damn it. Like he just lost Undertaker DDT did what did he did he DDT him out of his shoes or he chokeslammed him out of his shoes? He chokeslammed him out of his fucking shoes. Yeah, Terry Funk shoes. Terry Funk walked backstage with fucking Mick Foley with no shoes on. Well, I just the idea of him like when you like him throwing his hat down like he just like like lost a bet at a racetrack when Foley's getting killed literally in front of him. I don't know, just something about that like really cracked me up. The fact that he like he dressed like a Foot, seven, football coach, seventies football coach. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking sweats on and like those so those Reebok white runners that are always like dirty as shit. <laughs> no matter yeah, what, right. you might buy them right out of box, but they're dirty as shit so already. Good. So good. <laughs> he um, had a really but, unique but, personality, and it really yeah, worked yeah. with wrestling. Back to that's, what yes, JP that's was saying one thing too that about these the, both share actually unique personalities. What? Uh, the last thing I was just going to mention was about what JP was saying about the first ECW pay-per-view. Uh, I'm sure you guys probably know this, but the, the fun fact of, you know, Funk winning and then winning the title from Raven, just having this like big, you know, thank you and, and send off. And I love how the power blew for the pay-per-view five mm-hmm. seconds after he wins the championship. So it's like 10, nine, eight, roll up one, two, three, and then six, five, four, you know, hand race, three, two, one, and the power blue, like yeah. generator blue. And it's yep. like, oh, whoa. talk about fucking timing, <laughs> right? But um, yeah. but of course, but of course, we we lost the Funkster. Um, but obviously, the one that has made a little bit more uh, before we leeway. Move to Bray had... Wyatt, uh, I want to do a little shout out to the chat because oh, yeah. we've got a couple people in here. Um, Joe Compton had a lot to say about Bray Wyatt. We'll get to him in a minute, but he said it was Terry Funk's idea to start the match on top of the cell. I think I well, heard actually, that somewhere. Actually, it was Mick Foley's idea. I know it was someone's thought. Probably the both of them. Yeah. I mean, I might could be wrong, but I think it was Mick Foley. I I heard it was. I remember them talking about whose idea it was, and I think this was on Dark Side, not Dark Side, fucking Beyond the Mat. I've heard Foley say it in an interview, but I mean, it could be the Funkster. And one of them, whatever. But yeah, uh, that's. I mean, and then there's people like Cody that doesn't doesn't really know anything about Terry Funk, which I can understand. He yeah. even even like my era, I wouldn't know much about him if I didn't watch um, some older stuff and didn't watch ECW. Mm-hmm. So there is like it. I don't think anybody that is like I'm gonna say like under thirty, thirty two would probably really know anything about him unless they went out of their way to look up stuff. Why you He's, call me out like that? There's tons of matches of him. <laughs> in the network and you just have to find them i'm pretty sure wwe's got something up there now they probably have like a tribute thing maybe who knows i would go look for his matches because i'm telling you his younger days he was so fucking good they'll probably have the next couple but uh joe says it was funk told foley uh okay so it was terry funk but um 
uh, real quick to give him some love in the chat there. We got Alpha, we got Jurgen, like I mentioned before, and then we got other couples popping in. Joe Compton, we got uh, where's Cody? Rayshon, that son of a bitch. What? Rayshon, that son of a bitch. <gasps> Rayshon. What's up, buddy? Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing I've good. Seen him that's Connor. No, that's Rayshon. Who air? Is that Rayshon or Connor? That's Connor. You, you Where? talk about Super Nerd CM six one three. That's Connor. Is that? Yes. yes. I'm, done. I'm done with you. I can't. Okay, it's tiny for fuck's sakes. I, it looks I, exactly I like Rayshon's picture. Look at Rayshon's picture on I'm, fucking Twitter. I'm crushed because look I, at the fucking name. My, my 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 I put a bear in my logo for you, and now I'm, I'm just look at Mr. Worldwide. Oh my god! For Run the button. longest time, I've been thinking that's Rayshon. I'm not gonna it's lie. Right, it's been it's ever hard. since I saw that. Oh. It, it, it makes perfect sense that it's you, but for some reason, <laughs> I'm dumb like as shit. Look at the name, because when Rayshon talks in the chat, it comes up as Rayshon in the chat. Yeah. Uh, listen, okay? Shut up. Or Black Hammer. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's bad. Yeah. Now I'm hurt. I'm just hurt now. Whatever. You'll be hurt. Yeah, exactly. Um, but of course the other uh sorry. I love you, Rachel. The show's quickly deteriorating. Uh the the other person that we of course lost and had a little bit more uh made a little more headline and obviously kind of rocked a lot of um the IWC or the interwebs was the shocking sudden passing of Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt. Now, uh, it has since come out, of course, that apparently he did contract COVID earlier in the year and exacerbated a heart condition, uh, which is why he was pulled from TV since back in February. And fortunately, he, although he's on his way to his road to recovery, did, uh, did suffer a fatal heart attack at the age of 36. So when I say I didn't care for Bray Wyatt, here's the backpedaling. I did not mm-hmm. care for his. The only character that I cared about was the first character, the Louisiana swamp cult leader, Waylon Mercy. That was the fucking Bray Wyatt that we should have never got rid of. Yes, he had a creative mind, but it was a problem because although Bray Wyatt, for the better term of it, I would say should have gone to Hollywood and written horror movies. I don't know. Period. I, it, it, what he did with that fiend character and the character that he tried coming back with doesn't liken to wrestling. He tried making this fucking Undertaker character when we didn't need another Undertaker character. What the fuck are you laughing at? The chat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I don't. I don't I'm agree. Sorry, I don't agree with you. I'm sorry. I don't agree but with you. Brave Wyatt, although creative, it didn't work for wrestling. I hated what he, and it was all him. So it didn't work. 
I don't agree with okay. you, and I don't agree with Joe Compton. As Joe Compton said earlier, like I wish they would have just let Bray Wyatt go free no. with all his creative. I think they did, and I think that was the biggest problem. Sometimes, exactly. like, is someone that's like brimming with creativity needs guidance and needs limitations needs put on it so that you can keep things in line. Bray Wyatt, and if you rewatch a lot of the stuff that he did, he would just go. Nothing he said half the time made any fucking sense. He would he, just he, go on and said, on. He said words. He said in like cryptic ways, but anything. <laughs> yeah, he said a lot and said nothing basically. I bitch about this. Basement bitches about this. He would say shit on Twitter, and it's supposed to fucking tie into what he's saying. I, why do I need to go to fucking Twitter to see what the fuck Bray Wyatt is trying to tell me? I didn't. Th- that takes me out. That takes me out of the. Why even watch wrestling? Why even watch wrestling if I'm gonna? And I, I'm not trying to. Sh- I'm not shitting on Bray. I'm just trying to get people to understand why it doesn't fucking work. Social media does not work for wrestling. It don't. It has. I I feel like there's a difference between like having like, yes, you can praise someone's creativity, but this is like, I, it reminds me of fucking Taika Waititi and Mm. Thor love and thunder and the movies he did before when he's given full reins, you end up with something worse, but he, the, the, the process, the mind is there. The creativity is there. It's just, Someone like that is too all over the place. There was like Bray Wyatt went in like eight different directions all at the same time. He went to the, he had his best run and I'm with JP on this with the Wyatt family, the backwoods fucking cult. And that, that is something that has huge longevity. That should have been his character. Almost his entire fucking run. That is that character was your Undertaker exactly, and I don't agree when you said we don't we didn't we didn't need a new Undertaker. We don't I, I agree to that extent, but a character that can fill some of that like yeah. mystic void, yes. you I, can I, still I, use. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say we don't need another Undertaker, but but the Fiend character turned into the Undertaker. It, 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 it was that that whole character I wasn't hundred percent on board with. I liked it if you, but you had to like like we discussed years ago when that character came out. You either handle it with like baby gloves or whatever the fuck we said. Like you handle it very carefully, or it's dead. And they destroyed it by overexposure in the first couple months. So, I mean, with Bray Wyatt, he's had a bunch of different characters, but... And, Joe, I understand what you are saying, but I'm gonna fucking tell you. There is... And, no, he shouldn't have gone to fucking AEW either, because if they would have let him... You might as well just give fucking Bray Wyatt two fucking hours after fucking... After Dynamite... He'd be on AEW Dark for seven hours. Yeah, Yeah. it, 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 it... Bray Wyatt needed to be reined in. He just this needed direction. Problem. He needed like someone to work with his creativity to make it so that all the good ideas you're putting out, I'm going to filter to get them to the so, best ideas and, and stick it, with them. We see that with AEW. Tony Khan has no, no creative. The guy does not know what the fuck he is doing. And if you put him, put Bray Wyatt in AEW, I think I would probably never fucking watch 
it would ruin Bray Wyatt just to let him do his thing. You yep. need to fucking rein him in. Triple H tried to, but I think Triple H is like, it's working, it's working, it's working. And then they did the pitch black match. Mm. And I'm like, it's the, the problem with Bray Wyatt is he, he, he became too much of a gimmick. And WWE, yeah. instead of like supporting, I guess, the more um, intricate creative side of him, it's they um, they kind of abuse the nature of his character to be mm-hmm. like, well, we want to do this uh, this match, but it also has to be, you know, it's a sponsored match. So it's going to be Mountain Dew presents Pitch Black in Pitch Black Mountain Dew colors, and you just kill the character. The red fucking Hell in a Cell with absolutely stupid shit where he gets sledgehammered in the face. or They basically destroyed They <laughs> They would have killed him in the match if what happened, but it was like whatever. Like they it, they went too far. I, this is the – I think that's the WWE Vince effect. They can't – they're like a they're like a kid with the IQ of two with like a nuclear device and they didn't yeah. know what to do with it. Right. I, I, the only, if, if there's one thing that I do want to say, there is only one character that survived the Bray Wyatt, um, the, the, the fiend and the new, whatever the fuck he was, predator or whatever the fuck he was, that would be LA Knight. LA Knight survived. You know, you remember if you wrestle Bray Wyatt, now you go to die. That's happened. L.A. Knight did not. L.A. Knight is the most over character in WWE right now. L.A. Knight is what WWE should want. That's what they're trying to find. And I think they need to have him and Austin, have Austin Theory work with L.A. Knight because I think that's what Austin Theory should be. Now, that's what Austin Theory's character should be. Now, going towards some of the other things you guys said with him, Yes, he could have probably like I could see if he if he was still alive, I could see his career going to a place where he would have maybe dabbled in like B schlocky horror movies. I don't think he was going to be the second coming of fucking uh, Stanley Kubrick or anything. But he he would probably put on like made for WWE Network horror movies. Um, but I think his actual best role would have been behind the scenes creative, working with a team for young talent coming up. He would have been so useful in that role. And so it's, it's really it's sad that's that's what the world misses out on. And obviously not even talking about his fucking personal life and his family and shit like that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know anything about his personal life. I do know that he had six kids, I think. That's about all I know. I know he, him and JoJo became they, a they thing. They had a kid and he had kids from his other, yeah, um, whatever she was. It, it is sad that he died at such a young age. I think he would have been better as a creative writer than he was as a wrestler. I mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't he, bad. He didn't wrestle enough. He never he didn't had enough, wrestle enough. Time. When he was a Bray Wyatt character, he was good. He I, was I actually way liked good. his in-ring work, personally. Yes, because it fit his character. 
doing that fucking weird fucking crab walk that he fucking did. It was, and he just looked weird when he did it. It looked, I, that is, that would have been the new Undertaker for me. Well, that I was the uh, the Undertaker sit up, right? Yeah. It was. There's a yep. lot of parallels exactly. between the characters. It's just he had uh, like a heavier hitting uh, brawler style than Taker, and he right. wasn't as good a wrestler. But it's, it's like again, he, he never fucking wrestled. The guy was hardly wrestling. He'd just come out and talk forever, and it works when you get to the point of under when Undertaker was like the uh, the fucking mastermind behind everything, and he had all those mm-hmm. fucking profits or whatever the fuck they were. Um, it works then, but Undertaker had wrestled so much before that. You need the guy to wrestle for like f- like five to ten years consistently, and then you turn him into that behind the scenes talker where he hardly wrestles. Yes, I agree with that entirely. I mean, I understand having that main character type energy going and having the henchmen do most of the dirty work until they finally get to the big boss himself. But that's something that you only go for once in a while. You don't do it all the time. Because then otherwise you dilute the character to the point of, okay, I don't care. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunately what happened with the original Bray Wyatt gimmick. Well, essentially, they, they had to repackage him. What they did with well, the bloodline the... is kind of what they could have done with the Wyatt family, just not to the extent because there's not an want... actual shared heritage. Do you, you want to know what happened to the Bray Wyatt character? It got caught up with Matt Hardy's fucking. And then got caught up with Alexa Bliss, and it always played second fiddle to some fad. And that's, that's what, what I thought you just said. That's what killed him. <laughs> Well, not that's yeah. what killed him, killed him, but that's what killed his character. He, he, the Fiend era for Bray Wyatt was the end of it for me. I just, we said it. I knew where the character was going when it showed up. I told, in fact, I think he'd probably go back and I think we were still doing stuff with WWE. Were we not, Heather? We were. It was very. I said, I'm telling you right now, Basement said it. He was that fiend character was nothing more to get the Hell in a Cell over and a Halloween character. That's that was the, it. They threw him to the fucking wolves. And uh, what's up, Merge in the chat and Schleppy and Deli Pool? Um, Joey didn't really wrestle that much as the fiend. He really he did. didn't. He wrestled, he wrestled like only on pay per views and maybe yeah, five times. And it was all yep. bad. Yeah. Every match was if terrible. Call, you, I'm sorry. If you call the segment he did with Braun Strowman and John Cena fighting, you are not a wrestling fan. Oh. Don't know what you're talking about? I'm sorry. So that match with John Cena, that cinematic garbage that we fucking seen that wasn't a fucking wrestling match not even fucking close that was a segment period bottom fucking line the the match with fucking matt hardy it was a fucking segment it wasn't a fucking wrestling match there was no i'm sorry i liked bray wyatt when he was just bray wyatt not these other fucking clown ass fucking characters, the scary fucking clown guy. 
Well, in a the, fucking the, mask. It just didn't work. The, the way I look at it is there's – you look at the characters that he portrayed and like anybody can like whatever they want. And certain people – and for sure a lot of people love The Fiend. That shit like sold like crazy. But I look at like having a legacy for a wrestler and you'll have a much better and easier time booking a cult leader. And it's much more interesting to me than a guy in a mask that shows up every blue moon in weirdly gimmicked matches and loses just as much as he wins or loses more than he wins, I think. It was just like I, I look at like trying to prolong someone and having the full career. If you're gonna play a character for your full career, and most guys don't, they change a couple of times. But the really special ones find that and stick with it. Bray Wyatt, in my opinion, found that early, er, and then left it. Yeah. And I think I didn't like the I, same. I wasn't a fan when the Undertaker turned into the American badass and then went back. I preferred yeah. his Undertaker. The American Badass was okay, but it just it it, it lessened the Undertaker. It it did. It made him human when he was supposed to be this otherworldly creature. Mm-hmm. Now he's on a bike. I I don't know, man. I <laughs> Joel, I don't know, man. I, I I think people that find the Fiend matches good are people that like the gimmick. Uh well, of course, it's a gimmick match. I mean, I mean, it, no. What I it, what I mean is they're 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 not. It's but all not you got was gimmick matches. Wrestling. That's the problem. <laughs> if there was right. actual wrestling and he had actual wrestling matches, and then he had gimmick matches every now and then, fine. But he went from like when, Hell in a Cell to fucking well, dark matches to even, maggots even on the crap, core. Even with that crap, right? It's like it's it, it's also like, oh yeah. When you look at the Fiend, I clearly am going to be expecting a Kurt Angle. Uh, now, type of technical catches catch can wrestling match. I want to say this because I know it sounds like I'm shitting on Bray Wyatt. The brave the the fiend character wasn't fully Bray Wyatt's fault, and none of his matches were good because he never sold anything. I know it wasn't his fault because that's what Vince wanted him to do. However, I will not sit here and justify. The Fiend part, the Fiend era of Bray Wyatt as a good era. It was terrible. It, it made even... me want Bray Wyatt to never fucking wrestle again. I disagree, but keep going. I hated the Fiend. I just I wanted a different angle for him. That's what I wanted. Thing that the Fiend stood for. Period. So it was I think... terrible. It made no sense. <laughs> You 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 had the guy come out and just destroy everybody, and then you have him wrestle Seth Rollins. He can't beat him. Oh, we gotta stop the match because he's buried under a bunch of fucking chairs. And then fucking Goldberg fucking destroys him in 30 seconds. I will I, I will shout this to the mountaintops and then it will beat it into everyone's fucking head as so long as I shall live. Not the fiend should never have gotten the strap. If that is, yeah, the, the we had that huge discussion. Problem. We talked so much about the fiend during his fucking debut. It was at SummerSlam, I think, right? Like long ago, Again, something like that. Yeah. And it was like, man, this is either you got two ways to go, and they took the path they should not have traveled. With they they tried to cash on the popularity way too fucking quick, and and like, and this is just my opinion. 
if they did not have him, not even like down the road, I'm talking like never near the belt unless it's a multi-man match where he could be taken out like some other way. If you kept him as like a gimmick of like some sort of like obstacle for people to overcome to prep them for the world title or something like that, I would have been infinite. I would have accepted it infinitely more. But the second they put the goddamn strap on him, he never needed the belt. It's like Undertaker. No, no. never needed the belt. The gimmick aspect and the character was enough. Focus on that. Then you put the belt on him and now you got to have it taken off him. Well, that's, and that's the problem the, is that you put yourself into a corner. Yeah. The other thing that we didn't really touch on is the Firefly Funhouse. This is like showing Bray's uh, creativity. Again, done way too much. There was a time where you got two Firefly Funhouse segments a night. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I get it. It's hot. People enjoy it. And now I don't want to see it anymore because WWE just loves to like pile on. It was it, like some of the stuff they did was neat where you'd see like the logo in the background where people and you'd see people put it up on Twitter. Did you notice the logo in the background while this person was talking? But it never amounted to anything. So it was all yeah, like he, Easter eggs he, all over the place that never led to anywhere. Bray did allude to some of his earlier promos in the in the in the um, when he was the Wyatt family leader uh, that they were like hints and clues in there. But yeah, it's it's hard to like justify those even if that was your intention without like kind of being a little bit more clear about the map or making it a little more obvious as far as where things were going or the hints or that that the easter eggs were fun especially for people who were like a little new about more about the behind the scenes stuff and whatnot but uh but no i i enjoyed the theme but you know it's funny looking back at like the stuff recently yeah wyatt family shit was was it's so good the biggest problem with wyatt family was eric rowan luke harper was an exceptional i really liked him as a wrestler we, we also did, I did mention this, I can't remember if it was last night or a couple nights ago, whatever the fuck it was. I'm too bo- baked to remember. Uh, I'm too boked. How, how I'm too boked. <laughs> uh, I, you know, you haven't, we haven't really seen anything like that before in terms of not only the gimmick, which I loved. It was like, I got like Hills Have Eyes vibes. And, oh, it was great. I loved it. Um, and then the other one was the fact that we haven't seen like a three-man team like that where you had like, a clear leader and then these two like fucking tree trunks of men mm-hmm. being the enforcers that like they could like I remember they attacked Kane in their debut. The biggest problem it, I found was that I felt like Luke Harper could pull off the role. He could pull off the crazy Eric Rowan just couldn't yeah, act yep. and he really couldn't wrestle very well. I mean, I'm sure he's a fine person, but it's just I, I just he was the weak link and then they brought in Braun Strowman and that was the writing on the wall. Because they added yeah. another guy that couldn't wrestle, that also really couldn't do much. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too. Um, Brody La, or, or uh, Luke Harper. Uh, do you know what he was before he was a wrestler? Fucking I'm librarian. Say I was going to say school teacher. Yeah, yeah so, librarian. It's just really, it's just really funny. <laughs> and he, but he, like, and the, and the funny thing is, like, you know, you hear stories about him too. It's like same idea. Like, you would not. He's very, very, very different from what you see on TV as far as a human being in real life. Yeah. I looking it up, the themed gimmick was from 2019 to 2021, where he was most active. And I only see 12 matches in those, mm-hmm. in those years. And none of them were any good. But the, the, yeah, the, I, don't think he wrestled, I don't think he wrestled on TV. He didn't necessarily yeah, he didn't need to have... 
It, well, no, it, the only thing he did on TV was attack the legends and steal their finishers. The one, okay, yeah. the one thing I thought was kind of interesting that I heard that they were going to do was going to do like a faces of Bray Wyatt or something where he was mainly yeah. himself, or he'd be the character from Firefly Funhouse. And then the fiend would be like the side he tried to repre- repress or something. So I can, for me, I didn't need the fiend to wrestle very much, but I needed him in some respect to wrestle more before he even hit the fiend character. That's what I heard was going to be the eventual blow off to what he was doing now. Yeah, there was, there's, there, there, it just seems like everything they did with him except for the Wyatt family, everything else they did with him was like, I agree with as Alvin soon as we see it, we have to promote it. We have to go crazy with it because his stuff was so instantly likable for a lot of people. They pushed it too much and it was just it, overwhelming for anybody that didn't really wasn't 100 percent OK with it. It's just, oh, not this again. Now I'm just watching Bray Wyatt on I'm watching Bray Wyatt Smackdown or Raw or whatever. Yeah, and 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 for what Joe was talking about matches, I I, I personally didn't mind his matches. I, I, I don't think like strap like... matches at all, so I don't care who's. Yeah, okay, here's the problem with the strap match. He no sold everything. Fucking Daniel Bryan did. He's well, supposed to because he's some kind sort of. of he's creature. supposed to, and again, I'm but not saying that. But this is why you can't get a good fault. match. That's why you just can't get a but very good match. <laughs> but you, how in the fuck is a strap match going to work if you can't? I'm sorry, it's yeah. terrible. You can't make a strap match work if the guy is going to no-sell everything you fucking do because it fucking kills the fucking match, period. Go watch every other fucking strap match you have ever fucking watched. Everybody either bleeds or at least fucking gets worn out because getting hit with the strap. This did not happen. This is why this match was terrible. Well, I was about to say it that, that does, it does coincide with the way that the Fiend was booked in matches. But I, uh, and I understand fine, that, but... so don't put him in a fucking strap match. No, no, I'm, because I'm, you're I'm killing you. the match itself. Right, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, the thing of it is, too, is that you can... There's way, I mean, especially with that mask, it's not like you read any fucking emotion. So you could have, you could have done a lot more with leeway in terms of like his like selling ability. Anyway, I'm just rambling on incoherently about this. <laughs> no, um, you're fine. But um, no, I, I think that like Br- Bray was a borderline genius in a lot of creative aspects of, of different things and bringing a lot of different things to the table as far as wrestling ability. And you know what, at the very least at the, at the, at the bottom line, uh, I give him a massive amount of uh, respect for being able to make such a name on his own without attaching himself to the rotundas and escaping kind of like out of the, you know, wrestling family shadow. Like kudos to him on that. That was not easy to do. I want to say one thing before I get the fuck out of here, because I got to get off that, that old dark 30. Um yeah, JP, cover. Hey, Wyatt, everybody's saying, and this is reactionary. Okay. As I'm talking about others out there. Bray Wyatt should not go in the Hall of Fame next year. There are more deserving people to go in before he does. Does he deserve to be in there? I'm sure at some point. I'm not going to say now. 
he his career really wasn't even long enough to to warrant him to even to even go into the Hall of Fame. Honestly, I think WWE will put him in just because, like they do every fucking buddy else. Because it's a publicity stunt. It is. It is. I but everybody on Twitter is like, oh, he should go into the Hall of Fame next year because. The only person that deserved to go in the Hall of Fame the year after they retired is The Undertaker. That is the only one that I will buy putting into the Hall of Fame the year after they retired or die. That Flair did it same year. Sean did it the year after. Okay, but those, again, who are they? What did they do for the business? I would would wholeheartedly agree with that. The, the thing the thing I'll just say to, to to your point is I understand exactly what you're saying and where you're coming from on that, but knowing that the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony is more or less do, do I, I agree with you I agree that there are other people who like if you want to put like a pecking order of like so and so deserves to be in there prior to this person then yes there's a there's a pretty lengthy list in terms of those people I would put in before Bray, but I figured that I, I think that they will do that because I think some of it. Um, some of it, uh, you know, is part of like a popularity contest and getting him in there while everything's fresh and whatnot. Um, but they'll do the same. They would have done the same thing with Funk if he hadn't wasn't already inducted in was it 09? But I, I think they'll they'll I think they'll put him in and I think he should go in. Now here's a question: Should it be the entire Wyatt family or just Bray? I don't really give a shit about the Hall of Fame. It's it means nothing to me because it means nothing to wrestling. If it was treated the way it should have been treated, then I probably would be able to contribute to this conversation. But there's people in there fucking that don't even wrestle, so who gives a shit. Yeah, the celebrity wing. Drew Carey. Yeah, so like I mean, people can get upset about the Hall of Fame. I and. Like like I said, if it's not treated with the respect it deserves originally, like if WWE doesn't treat it respectfully, then I ain't fucking caring. <laughs> I agree with you one hundred percent. I I I don't hate. I don't. I, I thought Bray Wyatt was a, a creative genius. I think he had a I pretty good not. career. It wasn't long enough, unfortunately. I mean, that's the tragedy of it. And I think if he had gone on uh, and wrestled until he actually retired due to age, um, you might have seen a lot, a lot more from him. I think his best stuff could have still happened um, because I don't know how long it would be criminal if he was kept with that pigeonholed into that fiend firefly funhouse thing for so long i think he himself yeah. would have changed characters because he seems like i mean even at that point i, I feel like he was kind of getting done with it anyway yeah which one i, I uh, don't the, disagree the, with the, you joe I, fiend firefly funhouse stuff i don't this it's not his fault that his <laughs> that his career had no longevity but he was very Vince is very particular. If you're difficult to work with and won't, Bray didn't want to give in on his creative, what he wanted to do. And I, I, I'm not going to say I don't applaud him for it. He stood up to Vince. That's why he got released. But Vince is not going to give up his creative. He's not going to, he's going to, you do it my way or we're not doing it at all. 
And Vince has always been like that. Is it for the better? Not all the time, but it's not always for the worse. And there's a reason why Vince does what he did what he did. You can blame fucking Vince Russo for that. Because he fucked over Vince and WWE and then went to WCW. That's why Vince will not give up his creative control. Period. Oh, I'm like, did I, I'm like, did I, I'm like, did I miss a step? <laughs> no, okay, that makes sense. I'm In the sorry. end, so, it's tough to have lost uh, Bray Wyatt yeah, it, and it, it, Terry it. Terry Funk. I like, yes, the writing was on the wall. He was in a bad shape for a while. It's still yeah. like loss of life is always tough, well, especially with yeah. uh, legends of wrestling. Uh, Bray yeah. Wyatt, I wouldn't say necessarily a legend, but for anybody that got into wrestling, like fucking ten. Eight ten years ago, they probably fucking thought of him like we think of the Undertaker. So mm-hmm. you know, it all depends on perspective. I feel like uh, just a, like a a loss of what could have been big time with Bray Wyatt. At least looking mm-hmm. at it through a wrestling uh, perspective. I, yeah. I think they had a missed opportunity again. All I'll say about Bray Wyatt is that they Wyndham Rotunda. I will use his real. I name. love his name, Wyndham. It's amazing. I, did, I do, too. I don't know why he didn't want to use it. I understand why he didn't want to use it, but um, I – well, he's named after Barry Windham because Mike Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham were uh, – the American Express, I think, was their tag team name. American Express. American Express. <laughs> American Males. American Express. American <laughs> – it's the best. It's it the was best a, song of all time. I, I agree with that joe as long as they got away from the super super supernatural gimmicks that he was in i would say he was a legend in the making it's just unfortunate that what happened to him and yeah i'm not gonna lie his death's fucking me up a little bit in terms of uh i mean this fucking you up i'm older than he is imagine how i feel Uh, no no I think it's just terrible in in general. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else you can really say about that. We can look and back that, at his work and we can criticize it like everybody else, or we can love it like everybody else. But I don't think, and I think a lot of people deal like as soon as someone passes away, it's like they were the best person ever. My dad mm-hmm. never beat me every night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's always these rose, the yeah, rose colored glasses, and then years I'm later waiting. they're like, actually, this is what I think. It's I'm not even waiting. the rose-colored glasses. It's the fact that they jump on the bandwagon after they spent the entire career of that wrestler bashing the fuck out of them. Dude, that's, that's why I don't like Warrior. They've done no I'm, wrong. I'm they crying on the casket. You know what I'm waiting for? Hulk Hogan to pass away. Well, we talked about right. this. There's a couple big ones, and Connor I, said. I said, uh, I said, in Rick my opinion, Flair? there were there were there was five. Um, one of them was kind of questionable, which I agree with. But I think the 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 I think the five big ones that will really make a lot of headlines uh, in terms of recent will be Sting, which kind of eh, yeah. Taker, Taker, Hogan, Flair, and Vince. Yeah. Yes. Those, those be... I, 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 because I, I know people are pretty old. So at least yep. they got like their like the weird the ones that hit me are the fucking young ones. Like out of nowhere, someone just yeah. fucking passes away. Yeah, right? like Bray right. Wyatt, like Bray yeah. Wyatt. Yeah, Luke Harper. Yeah. Although I didn't much care for Luke Harper either. Uh, I, I liked his in-ring work. I really liked him as a mid-card guy. 
I, I, okay, I liked him when he was with Bray, and then he went off and did the Dark Order thing, and I'm just like, his, oh, his so in ring work just... never really changed. It was, he was good in ring worker, but I, I put him in a place where he would never be beyond that. Because he wasn't a mic guy, he wasn't a character guy. He was like you can give him a character, and he could uh, like make faces in the background. But you're never really gonna get too much talking from him. Yeah, he had a couple times where he did speak, and it wasn't terrible. But it's like I, I felt like he could wrestle anybody and put on a good match, and he had good stature. Mm-hmm. He was a tall yeah. guy and could move quickly. Mm-hmm. Much better athlete than I'd rather see ten thousand Lou Carper matches than one almost match. I I don't disagree with you. I don't want to see almost wrestle ever again. That's all I'm going to say. You guys going to try and find our age? What's going on? <laughs> almost is terrible. We're, we're just saying. Almost. And Co- Joe Compton says I, I, there never will be another supernatural character. I don't agree with that. I'm sure they will have someone that comes up. They will find a way. They will find a way. The, the, return, at some point. the return of Mordecai. Oh, God, yes. White Undertaker. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh God, what else yeah. Is there? What else is there? Uh, well, death comes in threes, so of course, uh, might as well get all the, the the fun news out of the way first. So we had Terry Funk pass away. We had obviously Bray Wyatt, and then uh, come on down, the legendary Bob Barker. Oh yeah, Price is right, motherfucker. <laughs> I guess it wasn't. I guess it wasn't right. Um. <laughs> I grew up watching Bob Barker, though. I grew up watching Bob Barker, to be honest with you. I didn't yep. see it from the beginning, but I, I, I watched Bob Barker. He I was back when the price was don't two. Don't forget to spay and neuter your animal. Uh, oh, yeah. Who is it? Drew Carey put out a fucking tweet, and I, I don't know why I just laughed at this. He's like, uh, you know, uh, legendary you know, host, blah, blah, blah. Legendary host and uh, animal, an animal activist. I'm like, you want them all to chop their nuts off? How the fuck? Yeah. I don't think you're their best friends right now, man. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, it's like the family guy joke. He goes, have your pet spayed or noon. And Brian's like, I'll just die already. We need to quell the population right. growth. Um, yeah, Bob Barker, he was, he was, it was. He had was a good, good long life. Did you see, Gilmore. man, I saw some uh, pictures of him at the, like, because I had to look up shit for the show. And the pictures, I'm like, oh, God. He was definitely what? a ghoul at the end of it. Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah. 99 years old. Uh, hold on, let me see. It's not hey, good. Bob Barker? Bob Barker kicked the shit out of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, and he was like 70 at that point. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene. That was actually that was actually my favorite scene of the whole fucking movie. Yeah, that's probably, I think that might be my favorite. Well, it, when it came out, it was my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> told you. What the fuck? <laughs> he was unrecognizable at the end. Oh, my God. Uh, are you looking at the one where he's in a wheelchair? Yeah. Yeah, ooh, yeah, that one. Oh, my God. Like, what? Well, you know, he's like, fucking old as I, dust I, at that no, point. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> no, I just didn't. Man, fucking... Death takes a left turn. <laughs> Back out of the driveway. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. It, it, when it happens, it happens. I mean, I remember God. when my dad got sick. It, it, when it took, it took. It, yeah. It, oh, but like, like that, to Basement's point, it's just, he, it, it's, it's not, I mean, like obviously him. it's old. It doesn't look like him. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. share, I'm going to share it in the, in the 
creators. At first, I was like, I saw some of the other ones where he was a bit more like, uh, I guess, mobile when he was like 90, probably. And I'm like, that still looks like him. That's still good. But then this looks like a fucking like bad mannequin. (laughs) Yeah, it's it ain't good. But I think that was who left the wax figure out too long at the very end of it all. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, he looks like the fucking guy from the Hannibal movie that Gary Oldman played. Gary Oldman played a guy from the Hannibal movie. In the Hannibal movie with with um, Anthony Hopkins, he really? played like the, para, the 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 paraplegic guy, had like his half his face bitten off. Oh, he played that. Oh, that. Oh, that guy with the pigs. That's what he. That yes. Yeah. That's what he looks like. <laughs> oh my god, what's that guy's name? Oh, he was disgusting. He gave me yeah. Neighbors. You know what I'm talking about. You know they they redid uh, one of the newer like the newer Hannibal movies yeah. that they did. It was like 2000. It's not that new, but. Um, <laughs> The movie was shit, or not good, but like the as there was like the cosmetics or whatever they used for his face gave me fucking nightmares, man. Yeah, it was fucked up. That that's what it looks like. That's what I think of when I just saw that yeah. Bob Barker right. photo. It's not good. It's not I good. gotta I gotta hit the bricks. All right. You all have a great night. I gotta that hit the bricks. I just need you to do one thing. No, I'm not gonna do it. Acknowledge me. Not again. No. You can't. But y'all, oh, Connor, you're ready. You're ready. What? You're ready. Here's the thing. He wasn't ready. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. The JP. Finally. (laughs) Now the rest of us will actually be able to talk. I mean, I, I, I won't because I smoke too much. The fuck? My um, is not responding to my touch. All right. Uh, yeah, Bob Barker. Um, and I said earlier that day, I'm just waiting on number three. Because it was first it was Terry Funk. Then bam, then it was fucking Bray Wyatt. And <laughs> yep. then like the next day, it was Bob Barker. Yep. Did um, I guess we might as well talk about it since we're on a bit of a wrestling kick now. Uh, talk a little bit about AEW. I didn't watch. Which uh, pay-per-view are you speaking of? There were two, and there's going to be a third one fucking next week. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know what's happening. I, I know. Hold on, hold on. Is, was it just in. two nights of All In? No. 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 It was All In, and then it was All Out in Chicago, and now there's going to be another one. No, All Out in Chicago is next week. There was another one. It was the Wembley show. Sorry. Yep. The show at Wembley. Yep. So all in and then all out. Are you talking about the pre-show? I'm pretty sure they had two nights in London. They did not. Didn't they? Two nights in Wembley? I don't know. I don't know anything, but all I see in wrestling in respect to AEW all in is John Moxley with straws in his head or (laughs) people talking (laughs) about... The, either the attendance Sa- wasn't uh, right Sa- or it was right or Sasha also in the crowd. Yeah. Well, you mean so, Monet? Right, right. So I didn't, I didn't watch any of the, I didn't watch any of the show. I mean, I didn't watch any of, I had no at interest at it, like at all. First yeah, yeah, you weren't, you weren't at all in interest. <laughs> all I interested. was all out. That so, shit. um, I did, um, goddamn fucking phone. I did, uh, skim through some of the results uh ftr retaining the tag team titles kind of shocked me i'm not gonna lie i figured that after all the um ching ching bang bang boom boom you know firecracker uh road rage 
the FTR would be dropping the belts to the Young Bucks, but not the case. Uh, and F, uh, what's his name? Fucking MJF retains the world title over Mr. Adam Cole, but they're not, they're not, not friends. They're still friends. And they're the ring of honor tag team champions. Oh yeah. This was so, the stupid thing where they faced twice yeah. in one night or whatever. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> uh, I heard it was a pretty decent show. Uh, I heard so many different crowd. things. I heard it was good. I heard the crowd was not empty. I heard the crowd was full. I heard it was bad. I heard it like, I'm like, I don't even know anymore. I guess I should watch so, it for myself if I care enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I just watch, I, I want to see what it looked like visually with all the people in the crowd. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. I mean, regardless if you're like going to be fu- like if you're against AEW, whatever the fucking, the fact that they drew that many people is kudos to them one, one way or the other, you know, how much, how much of that kudos you want to really weigh up on them is up to you. But I still tip my hat to them for fucking an impressive draw. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the product, but I like a legit, I'm going to say legit competition in the wrestling world, or at least the capability for someone else to fill a stadium. Cause exactly. I don't know. The competition makes everything better. Usually that's, that's exactly what my mentality with that is. And uh, it looks like they're not done because they announced they are going back next year. I looked up the schedule. Here's what it is. <laughs> all all in in Wembley. Yep. On August 27th, one night. Yep. All out September 3rd in Chicago. Yes, that's next week. Yep. And then September 20th, AEW Grand Slam. <laughs> that's a weird Jeez. schedule. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I, I personally think that if, if, if all in continues to be a thing at Wembley and they're able to draw that many crowds every single year which i mean shit that's a huge fucking market get rid of all out in chicago be done with that and make all oh, in your can't. fucking rest oh no 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 they can't because according right. to tony they need to have it every fucking year and in every fucking year it needs to be in chicago no you idiot make fucking all in your wrestlemania you have the crowd oh, yeah it doesn't really make sense but i mean uh, i did uh, without being Without watching it myself, I have no idea from the reaction online what it is. I don't yeah. know if it's good, bad, if people were there, if but, they weren't, if people got into a fight at some point in oh, time. Yeah. I, I don't know anything. One thing I do know is that Soraya is – or Soraya, whatever, however you say her name. Fucking Paige. Paige is AEW Women's Champion, and nobody's happy about that. I mean I kind of get it. but She it... beat the Golden Girl fucking T-Rex arms. No, she beat uh, Kiroshita, didn't she? Oh, yeah, that's right. Kiroshita. Yeah, so uh, but... she, she had, like, the run for three days or something. Yeah. Yeah, she had a really yeah, short she, title run. She literally won the belt back from from Brit Break. Brit? Yep. Braun Breaker. Night, everybody. She literally won the belt back, then was immediately thrown into a tournament in order to earn a spot to fight for her fucking title at Wembley. That was, a, that was, fuck? that was a criticism. I also heard about, about the show is that the, that was the only one, the only women's match. I can't talk. Wow. The only women's match. And I mean, Paige is terrible. She might've been I, I get, passable the in the past, part. but now I, I get, go, I, I get, I get, I get why the they did it, but this is like, yeah. this is where I saw like a headline saying, Tony Khan admits to booking week to week. Yeah. If you're going to have three pay-per-views all within 20 days of each other, how else are you going to book? You know, honestly, <laughs> but it suffers yeah. for it because there's no real storylines. The storylines are so like, when I say there's no real storylines, there's just nothing focused. Things are happening, 
but there's no so real like focus. They even build to all in. If they did, it's kind of they they only they only started building to all in two weeks before all in was set to go. Yep. I'm just wondering if this was a thing where they were kind of taken aback with the amount of people, and we're like, oh shit, we kind of haven't built this to be the show that is going to have 80,000, 100,000 people there. So, we essentially booked a weekly show for All In, for Wembley, over in motherfucking London. London. You That's don't do that. Huh. Hey, on a random side note, um, in case anybody, I just <laughs> searched through wrestling Twitter. Um, Tyrus is no longer the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. No, Funkadactyls. What are they going to do? Yep. What happened to him? Did he... He lost the belt. To who? <laughs> Control your narratives. EC3. It's just... A, it, I don't know what's happening with that company. I don't either. I just thought it was fucking weird. Anyway. I mean, I'm, uh... I'm not... Like, EC3 is just... No. He's not terrible or anything. No. He's just no. He's not. No. He when he first came to WWE, I was pretty impressed with him because I had not seen him beforehand. He just came to WWE but... too late in his career. The guy is in his forties now. I'm pretty sure. Honestly, Joe, if I see that, I am never watching or listening to anything AEW ever fucking again. I'm sure Let's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to yeah. happen. Because there's a story behind it, too, about retirement and blah, blah. It, 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 yeah, fucking it's I writing on the wall. Honestly, I don't get two shits if Paige retires. And yes, I'm going to continue to call her fucking Paige. No, no, I mean, I mean, Sa- you, you could turn the story of like Sasha, you know, caused Paige to retire before. And, and uh, you know what I mean? Like, because I was all I'm going to break your neck this time. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's paralyzes it's her for life in this match. <clears throat> it's easy money. Um, but uh, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm with Basement. I haven't seen the show. So as far as the ca- quality of the caliber of the show, I can't really comment on it. I'm just saying is from like a business perspective, as far as the crowd they drew, it sounded like it was a success. I mean, fucking kudos. Although it, it was a fight. The thing that's Gordon. fucked up is like the images, the things I see of it. It's like seeing that, seeing that, seeing that, like. And it's weird because the the one I'm going to refer to is I think it was Pentagon versus John Moxley, or there was a bigger match, but they were in a match together in some way. Yeah. And he put a fucking all those like punji sticks or whatever the fuck they are <laughs> into his head. And I'm like, man, I've already seen this. And it's when you're saying that for like a moment that should be super extreme. Yeah. There's a problem <laughs> when when you look at wrestling, you're, you're supposed to see the spectacle of it, and you see five people fall off the top of a super tall ladder, and then you turn on TV the next week and you see it again, and you see it again. Guess what? Now it means nothing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just that that's one thing. I and of like the guy like I don't know how he lives. He must get constant blood transfusions. For them, but he's bleeding constantly. Yeah. Well, if you notice also, by the end of the match, he's already spotted. <clears throat> he has to pick away the scab to keep bleeding. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how it times, would happen. Though. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Whatever. It's uh, one of those things where it's one thing I noticed. Again, I didn't watch the event. I saw snippets of some of the wrestling, but nothing really that I saw in there looked to be like I saw it and I didn't like, click on the video to watch more of it. I just kind of 
saw it and moved past it. Nothing really yeah. drew me in to watch more. So like that's JP's from, like, Blonoscopy. Yeah. Well, if I was yeah. there, be all up in that ass. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I mean, other than that, I heard about a fight. Here says that there was nothing but the media scrum worth watching, which yeah, is not no. good. I heard about a potential altercation between Jungle Boy and CM Punk. Yeah, I don't think. There's, I don't know if that's even true. Rumors going around that they had another fight backstage, and you want to know something? There's one common denominator through the first one, the second one, and the third incident. Tony Khan. No. <laughs> Even if it, even if it's true, punk. Even if it's true, I mean, if it's true, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when things happen like this, and somebody puts out something, it just goes viral, and then it gets takes a life of its own. This may be true, it may not be. We'll see how it unravels. But again, it's like either capitalize on the drama this guy's creating in your fucking business, or cut him, and that's it. Well, that's the problem. He can't come. He cannot capitalize on it because CM Punk doesn't want to be anywhere near the elite. So he's only ever going to be on fucking. Then cut what's him. The other one. Not dynamite. What's on Fridays? Rampage. Listen, Rampage. Like when you paid somebody so much and you can't punish them, you create this a problem. Uh, you, like there needs to be like some accountability, and it's not just take some time off. It's like fuck you, you serve everybody food in the back and shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> yes. Like you need I, to be held accountable for your actions. At the first media scrum, when Punk started opening his fucking mouth and talking about his boss, like his boss was not fucking sitting there. Tony Khan just sat there and said, "Cut his mic." You are done with your interview. You may go. But I'm one of the boys. No, you are my employee. You are my employee, and you will do what I tell you to do. Please now. And then told him backstage, away from all the cameras and other ears, you pull that shit again, and you're fired. Tony Khan's bitch. But it does does seem like um, CM Punk, no matter where he ends up, he is an outsider. You know, he's like, he's not part of the AEW crew. WWE, he burned bridges, wasn't part of them. So it's almost like it's either his way or the highway. And the, the if you go back to promos in WWE that pinpointed that with him, I'm like, yeah, that's that little bit of truth edging its way into, you know. The public eye. <laughs> but in, in my honest opinion, and even Connor, you said this too. If you're not going to capitalize on the drama that's created on what's hot, you are getting nothing back for what you're paying. He's yes. not worth it. Yeah. I, 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 and this is, and this is coming from a guy who I was a CM Punk fan. I was a big CM Punk fan. And now it's just, it's not worth the hassle of it. I mean, shit. Yeah. If they, if they don't, it's one of those things where if you can't sit down and, and put egos aside, even for one time to make some fucking bank, on something, I mean, shit. The, the the drama's there. Might as well fucking capitalize on it. Edge yeah. and Edge and Matt Hardy were smart enough to be at least put their differences aside and settle for business. And they fucking did great drawings for that because they were able to keep things within the you know the confines of the bubble. business and personal side. You take you 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 stir the pot a little bit online with some shit. You know, throw some Twitter banter back and forth. Man, people and you are gonna might eat get that the, shit up but, fast. But you also might get the 
best out of these guys when they're actually when they actually don't like each other. They yeah. fuck. I mean, the thing that's crazy about that industry is like I could I could be working wherever and I don't like my coworkers too fucking bad. I gotta deal with them, like, or find another job. I don't get to fucking mm. make the rules. This is why I said, like, I, right now, everything that's happened with Punk just hurts Punk, unless they want to do something with it, and they should. Otherwise, I'd fuck them. The whole problem is, is, is Punk is a f- almost fifty-year-old piece of shit who is still too immature. To realize he's hurting himself with that shit. He he's he, to me too. You see him wrestle, and it's not good. He no, is a step behind. Yeah, he's a step behind on everything. He's not good in the ring. I mean, he looks as bad as fucking Sting. Yeah, which is crazy yep. because there's really no reason for it. But I think he's, you know, he got paid millions of dollars. All he has to do is show up. And he's already fucking. I think half of his fucking. Man. I think half of his fucking game plan is I don't really want to wrestle, and I don't really care about it. I came back to get I the money. There and see how much money I can get. I came back to get the money, and I don't give a shit. I just have to show up every now and then and pick fights with people so that they don't want to work with me. I think. Uh, I also think that he pitched the idea of the real AEW World Champion as a uh, creative. Uh, betting chip yes so that way it's harder for him to like oh well he's got this thing creatively where he can keep going on and on about being the champion where there's obviously building a draw for a rematch between mjf and cm punk who's the real world's champion and I think every they, time this motherfucker fights he gets hurt and has to relinquish the fucking champion or tony khan has to do an interim championship he got injured fucking doing a stage dive the yeah day. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just done. I'm good. He's done, good. In, in my honest opinion. Yep. Let they, him uh, fucking have a match with Kenny Omega next year and see you. See you. Sayonara. I can't fucking talk. I'm there's only one right. other thing, and I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, it was just uh, Trump going to prison for 10 seconds. <laughs> Man, it did not take the internet fucking long at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, the, his mugshot got leaked, and the whole reason why is because he surrendered himself on the warrant. And that's why he's allowed to go in, get his mugshot taken, and then go the fuck home. And await his trial. I was walking through the park one day through the very month of August and thought, I'm going to tell myself it. There is a very unhealthy obsession with this man. Yes. Like I, I you yeah. can think what I don't think he's a good person. Fuck. No. I don't give a shit. I don't know if he was a good president. I'm not American. But he seemed like some of his policies made a bit more sense for the American people. Other than that, other than that, like the amount of vitriol and hate I see where people dedicate, literally dedicate their life to fucking hating this person. And it's not just Joe Blow. It's like celebrity figureheads and fucking big names are like, if he was in front of me, I'd burn him alive. (laughs) They didn't think of his idea first and they didn't think his idea of being a celebrity slash tycoon would get him a presidency i so, think they just like they don't like him and it they just they can't see beyond it they can't see no. beyond the visceral hate they have for him as a person because he's an asshole like, he speaks he's an asshole and the way he talks he, he speaks, speaks like he's an asshole <laughs> the way he talks he's blunt people are like yeah no he's just blunt no he's an asshole 
You can call assholes you blunt if you want to. But... People, all New Yorkers are fucking assholes. <laughs> Case in point. So, so, um, I hate politics in general. Same. I, flat do. Out. I, I don't. I don't like. And I, I don't really, and I should, I don't really follow them or, or care to, to, to follow on too I much stuff enough politically. I to know that it's ruining, it started to ruin my fucking brain. So I was like, I got well, to step DC away was yeah. built on swamp lands. <laughs> DC was built on swamp lands and look how much has changed. So, uh, the, the, but, but like the idea and, and, and I don't know if it was just because of me getting older or, you know, I think the internet's a big part of it too, as far as accessibility to information or rather misinformation, but when Trump got elected, I felt like the world fucking, or at least this country flipped its shit and we haven't been able to adjust itself right. Like, you'd, you'd make jokes at, at the other party's expenses and, like, political satire was always a thing around, like, the 90s and whatnot. Like, it was there. It wasn't, like, down your throat as it was, you know, is now, but it was, it was there. But now I feel like it's just, like, front and fucking center where, like, what the fuck happened to this country? But it, it's it's... And it, you know, honestly, it's the the loudest not, people not, in America that are also a minority of people in America that so can't I, and not, shut the fuck up about him, and I, it's destroyed. I was to say, the I can't fu- I can't fully blame Trump. I don't think he necessarily wanted this per se, but he fucking embraced it. But I, I don't I don't blame him like saying like oh it was it was his master plan all along. I don't point his my finger on him oh, for God, that no. one. I don't, I don't like, think you can. Fuck. Okay, he got into presidency, and the from my understanding, he had some. It wasn't even wasn't even that radical. He's like, there's a problem with immigration in the country, and then he went with this whole wall idea, and people went crazy with it. Build a wall here, build a wall there. It was build a wall to keep people out. But now everybody's complaining out that there's fucking people coming in everywhere, and you got the mayor of New York being like, we can't handle the amount of immigrants we are getting. So okay, so the mayor from New York, he deserves his fucking problems because he fucking sat there and said, we have all the room in the world for all of your immigrants. Send them all to us. Make us your sanctuary. And now all of a sudden, oh, we're, we don't have any room. What the fuck, it's, man? It's like the it's like the George Carlin joke. Build more prisons. But not but here. Not here. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like the outrage over him getting presidency it is so insane. It was never warranted. Yeah, I, and that is what was the upheaval for America. It wasn't like it was okay. So Donald Trump's point of view, if he ran for presidency, he, I don't, I don't think like the idea of he embraced the hate. It was, how do you even get away from it? Yeah. Because no, if, he, if you have he, the, if you have to an extent too, or well, I mean, what else are you going to do to be honest? <laughs> I mean, to an extent, I get you. I don't think he should I think he couldn't stop being the asshole that he is even for a minute, <laughs> even if he was president, he's like, well, I can't change who I am, you know, grab by the pussy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he just couldn't stop. He couldn't put on a game face. And it's so weird for everybody that wants like, Oh, we want the, our uh, leaders to be, truthful and honest with us no you don't you <laughs> no, want a you fucking don't. fake face that smiles figure ever in the history you. and uh, in the history of this country that has ever been truthful and honest i'd rather have someone that is an asshole than someone that you don't know what they are because they're a fucking snake in the grass at least is is this is with me always with Donald Trump. At least he kind of wears his colors on his sleeve like him or yeah. not you can at least see that he's a piece of shit and if uh, finally a fresh like politicians yeah. are all pieces of shit. Yep, thank you. I've been saying that from So for like finally years. I can at least tell this one is he's not hiding that. Yes. Mm. 
I mean, I, and, and at the end of the day, they're all fucking, oh, well, he had all these documents in Mar-a-Lago. What about the documents Biden fucking had in his fucking garage? The hypocrisy yeah, was... within, like, what what's happening with him. This is, this is, I don't, like I said, again, I I'm, not, I'm not supporting. I hate politics. I'm not supporting, like, I'm not picking a side. I'm not supporting Trump. I'm not that's doing the anything. Other, that's but this the other is part an obvious witch hunt against someone that is way over the top, man. And that's the, and that's the other part, too, is that I feel like I'm in fucking grade school with this bullshit of, like, you support Trump and and like instantly like fucking prejudice. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate this. I'm not Hatfields and McCoys, motherfucker. But this is the same thing. It's happening all over the world. It's it's, oh, it's politics god. are like the as long as the, the political atmosphere is super tribalism. People being like, well, if you not if you're not supporting this person, then you're the devil. And it's like, well, I just I think can I be yeah, somewhere yeah. in between? Nope, no, 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 no. There's two teams. The right team. And your and team. <laughs> it's like you either support Joe Biden or love mashed potatoes. It's like, wait, wait what? The yeah, f- what? it's you but can't, I, but can't I, win in the political atmosphere. And it's so weird because people are. This is why I avoid this shit, because it just it, it infuriates so me so much. People are so judgmental and it's when it comes to politics. Brought, and it's why I'm glad this conversation was brought up after JP went to bed. <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah. think I waited? <laughs> but it's, uh, it's one of those things where. If you can't see the media witch hunt happening with Donald Trump, and then you you are already are, brainwashed. You're you're blind to just what's in front of your face. Yes, you are is, brainwashed, which, and nothing, anything is, other than the news tells you is true. Which is our president, Mermaid Man from SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. Joe Compton, Canadian politics are the fucking boringest piece of shit known to mankind. And no, yeah, they're, they're bad. Close. They're they're bad. I mean, at least I hate I hate Canada's political atmosphere right now. There's people I know that don't want to stay here because of it. But I look, it looks like it warmer. might it looks like it might switch to a more well get away from like the super liberalism of uh, Justin Trudeau, which is just give money away. They just give money, tax everybody to death and give money away. So it is true. Whatever America does, Canada copies. Yeah, or, well, in this case, Justin Trudeau was giving money away before America was. I was a bear once. Yeah. (laughs) That guy is just the worst. Because Biden wasn't in office as long as Trudeau is. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the other thing with Canadian politics. You can live in the fucking office. I don't know. Yeah, Trudeau. That's what that's the that's the part that hurts you guys the most. Is there's not really it's 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 good if you get a if you, it's good if you get a good prime minister. It's mm-hmm. bad, real bad if you don't. And a good prime minister is just someone when people aren't talking about politics, you probably have a pretty good leadership. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're all fucked. Yeah, we are all fucked. The entire world is fucked because the entire world is just very openly speaking about politics in every shape and form. This (laughs) world way. There's been coups overseas. There's been fucking uh, revolutions over in Africa. Something's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a fucking mess. And like I said, like, I don't know if it's just for me personally. Uh, like the the worst people came out during the Trump run, and then yeah. I was just blind to it during Obama's presidency. But like fucking Christ, just the the, the sheer 
like just negativity and vitriol of the whole thing is just such a turnoff. Like I, I'm fine with disagreeing with people, but it gets to the point where it's so hateful, I, I swear, you know, <laughs> I swear you get no, it like it gets to the point where like fucking I feel like if I have any sort of political discussion with someone, even if you discuss like emotional connection to something, whether logistical or otherwise, you're gonna li- literally get down to the point of no. You're gonna yes, get that. Uh, that's exactly what's gonna fucking happen, and it happens in every conversation. You're gonna get that Greta Thunberg face. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no fucking kidding. Uh, but the, the one thing I did want to mention because this actually was kind of interesting to me. So uh, Trump, instead of doing the fucking roundabout shit with politics, he went on and talked to Tucker Carlson on X. Uh, I don't want to talk about that conversation or any of that shit. The fact is, um. It did like huge numbers, right? Yeah. And this is where like the conversation has to be brought up. And uh, this is like people were like, oh, he didn't go on this to debate people because he's a coward. It's like, man, if you can go on the political debate talking to people that don't have a chance of winning, just talk to them and probably like get them. If you go play on CNN or whatever the playing field is of that media, then you give them the ability to control everything that happens in that in the atmosphere, right? Yeah. As as much shit as I give Trump for sometimes being stupid or an idiot, there are moments where he at least has the foresight, the wherewithal to understand, like, hey, uh, if I do this, uh, I am so fucked. The one thing I, I I only watched a little bit of it, but they were talking about like, uh, well, you know, is is news media like cable TV kind of like passe? Is it over? Uh, and then you look at like the the numbers comparison. It's like astronomical of viewership that you get online through online services or through like a a Twitter or uh, Instagram right, or right. whatever. And that's the way the world is shifting. People are getting away from cable TV because through COVID we had nothing but you need to wear your mask. You need to wear your mask. You need to wear your mask. You need to get the shot. You need to get the shot. You need to get the shot shoved down our throats every fucking day with every fucking commercial on TV. Dale. So it's just at that point, people really started making that shift. All right. Well, fuck you. I'm going to Hulu or I am going to Netflix or I am going to YouTube TV or Apple TV. I don't need your shit. You know, it would be uh, interesting if at some point, because Twitter is getting bigger and it's making more money because of how it's operating now. Um, why not have an option where it's like we are like if there are going to be ads like YouTube does this, if there are going to be ads regardless, to g- give me the choice to kind of filter the ads that you give me. You want to see. Yes. Yeah. Like if it's in my wheelhouse of something I might be interested in, then yeah. But like the, the fucking weird erection medicine for 90 year olds, I don't need to see mm. that. Or yeah, I've got behind a 400 pound monster. I don't need to see that either. <laughs> but like so many GMC Ford fucking ads, like ads for like, I don't know, just random shit that I don't really care for. And like there is... Like advertisement has gone so far now, and I know for a fact, for a fact, it's uh, they take what you say, and oh, yes. they uh, oh, because yeah. like we 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 were testing this before like a couple of years ago, us uh, right, but for yes. sure now because there was a conversation. I had my phone out while I was at work, and I was talking to somebody, and I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but something I would never search or look at on my personal phone because it was brought up by them. The next thing I see is scrolling through like a side feed on my phone is an ad for that fucking thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, there's no way otherwise. 
that you'd be able to pull that up. Same thing happened with me. I I was looking through Amazon for something for my for Sensi to help with you know shipping and whatnot, and I turned and looked at GP and I was like, you know, I wish there was something better than Wish that didn't take four and a half months, and then bam, I started getting ads for Timu. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's... I didn't even mention the fucking product, and it showed the fuck up. <laughs> That's where they oh, yeah. really have to uh, change. Like, I, I really think there should be a law enacting uh, terms and conditions. You can't have terms and conditions that extend past like a paragraph. Yes. Because you give me twelve hundred pages. Realistically, See, who's going to read that? Yeah, I will accept one whole page as long as it's not filled with illegal garbage. Yeah, the legal uh, jargon is how they hide shit. That. Yes. We yeah. saw part did that with the. Uh... What'd you do? Well, he accepted the terms and conditions of <laughs> Apple without reading. He was like, "Oh, Kyle, I, I love how like everyone's like, Kyle, why would you do that? Why would you fucking? Like, no, no one ever does that. You talk about like even Butters like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it's so true though because they can hide whatever they want in there. It's like mm-hmm. we're gonna take information, and now every fucking site I go on, we use cookies, accept or leave. I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. Exactly. You know, uh, the other thing that I found I want, is I a huge cookies. influx is um the amount of like news sites and G- gina sent us something and i think it was gina or it was heather in uh discord for the notebooks given under the notebooks given heading she's like you guys can talk about this i clicked on the article and i couldn't read it unless i disabled ad blocker yep. or i signed up for a dollar so i was like so that, that's it? everywhere that's everywhere for news articles they're hidden behind like paywalls for some reason yeah. like well, um, that's never gonna well, happen you know what you know what i just saw recently was and it's kind of mind blowing, but it makes a lot of sense where like it's an advertisement on a news channel, but it looks like it's more like a news spotlight, like a segment. Yeah. But it, it, and it's like like they, they basically recreate it in a news television studio and it's 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 essentially an infomercial. But the way it's like presented is almost like, you know, Team 5 News talking to you about this product and it's fucking so scarily similar that could be very it's, easily it's, deceptive. It's seedy because like, they're it's like, it's like the YouTubers that get that sponsorship by a certain product and they talk about that product before they start their video. But but it's it's seedy because it's um oh, it's, yeah, it's it, very it sucks it's you in like, on the pretext of being something important. Actually, like, like, you know, like news is something you should listen to. Breaking news. This just in. Yeah. You could yeah. shave five more hairs on your balls, but the yeah, manscaper like, like, three point eight. I would say those ones are a little bit more obvious, right? Those are actually fun. Yeah, but like if it was like, like legit, like it, um, that is a problem. And also, I find yep. it's it's not just there, but if you like, the, have you noticed that uh, Twitter has like devolved into the, these fucking people looking just for mm-hmm. clicks that are like. Oh, name followers. a name a movie that doesn't have a B in it. It's like what? Who's yeah, why is anybody I've responding seen like to this shit? Today, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's out of control because they get people to respond, and like it's not like you're a fucking brainiac. It's clickbait. It's literally yeah. clickbait. It's literally them trying to boost their algorithm, and that's well, they're, it. They're trying to get that money off of uh, Twitter because now it pays you apparently in some way. I'd make zero it, sense, so I don't care. Even even when it was underneath the old regime, you could get monetized on Twitter. No, you can get like ad rev, ad, ad revenue. I think now, now you just now have to get the more blue check mark or whatever. Ah, uh, fuck the blue check mark, right? Um, right, Pitbull. This war away. Thank you. 
you fucking I, I detected Pitbull or whatever it was last night. <laughs> so amazing. What? <laughs> I wish Pitbull was just the wisest man alive. <laughs> just... He is. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I told you, go look at some of his not, interviews. Okay, but he's going to be like fucking, I'm talking about the wisest man alive. Like literally like. It's worldwide. Fucking Buddha walking around levitating. I guess that would make no sense. Is that you, Pitbull? Wisdom, that's spirituality. Well, both combined, you know, like just fucking. He's not the most. Okay, I can guarantee he's not the wisest man alive. He's not, but he's not as stupid as his music makes him seem. That's what I was trying to say. What I wanted him to be was the wisest man alive, but he's actually Pitbull. Otherwise, that would be amazing. (laughs) Listen, son, before you, Dale, you must, Mister Worldwide. And also, I being like, being like, uh, different tiers of his like fucking religion. You cannot become Mister Worldwide unless you become regional manager. You gotta start regional wide, and then district wide, and <laughs> seaside, and then you travel the world and dole out wisdom to everybody. Also, music. Dale. That all starts the same. Yeah. Right? You can't confuse your listeners. Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. And if you actually listen to his lyrics, he's like he's saying something super wise, but it's broken up in like words over the entire song, so it sounds like gibberish. That's the Worldwide Codex. Be so amazing. Better yet, go to Times Square, take a picture of me with a Kodak. <laughs> and what did I mean by Kodak? <laughs> Kodak represents Dale. your life in your hands. Make something of it. Dale! Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like, just sounds like, watches the Kodak in your hands. It represents your life. It shows how you're being, your life, that everything is imprinted in digital memory. <laughs> Let's get some cooler! And it cuts to a fucking Kodiak bear just ripping up a fart in Times Square. Kodiak bear. Well, that's all I got for that, and anything else cool. really. It's pretty much think, the I, end. Of... I think we're all. I think we're all in the same boat. I think it's gonna be early, early night, right? Yeah, yeah not much to talk yeah. about. Hence, though, hence Heather's yawn. Uh, not much to talk about outside of the obvious big ones, which we did kind of go in enough. We'll see what happens next week. I, I have. I still haven't watched Secret Invasion. I haven't had any time to do so. I'm hoping I can watch it tomorrow and the next day. Uh, it's just like what it has seven hours or something. Fuck. Six episodes. Uh, it's too long. It's five seasons. Six episodes. Five seasons. <laughs> what? <laughs> I still have to watch that, so it'll have to go back. Fine, fine. I'll wait till next week. Uh, I want to thank uh, Heather and basement jp for popping in and all you cool cats and kittens joining us in the chat uh just a heads up if you guys are listening to us on your different podcasting platforms uh i just actually forgot to mention this beforehand so we're on like we're on anchor apple google spotify stitcher and iHeartRadio. uh as of tomorrow stitcher's dead really no. <laughs> they can't yep. stitcher it up nope they can't stitcher it up so the whole platform shutting down now yeah stitcher is yeah okay. and there's so yeah. many of those fucking platforms that oh god go. yeah yeah so make sure you follow us uh if you're listening to us on apple uh or any of them that give a rating uh five stars would be greatly appreciated uh this week i don't think we have too much planned uh i know wednesday we'll probably do some video gaming 
uh, always basement up for a good time with Elden Ring. And then we got HGGM mode as I you might be with this. Yeah, no, I should be okay for this Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bitching. On that note, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Love, subscribe, like all that fun jazz. I'm fucking out of shit. And good night. Fun jazz. Mr. Worldwide! Mr. Worldwide! Getting your wife, bro!